But Susan Murray is with us now for the Rural News. Kia ora, Susan. Dairy farmers will be driving around farm with a smile on their face today. They will, Charlotte. Dairy giant Fonterra has increased its milk forecast payout for this 2023-24 season by 50 cents. The new forecast range is $6.50 to $8 a kilo of milk solids with a midpoint of $7.25. This comes after the co-op reduced its forecast only two months ago amidst falling global prices. Chief Executive Miles Hurrell says today's increase comes from an expected fall in supply and improved demand. Federated Farmers Dairy Chair Richard McIntyre says farmers will have a spring in their steps today. Dairy farmers will be driving around with a smile on their face today. Look, they'll certainly be very buoyed by um, this increase in the milk price. That said, they'll also be realising that um, it's still early days in the season and there's a lot of volatility both on-farm and and overseas. We've also got... um, droughts forecast in some areas as well. So there is an expectation that it's going to be um, a little bit difficult um, farming in some regions of the country um, and therefore milk, milk volumes will be back a little bit. So you know, with, with that in mind, it's great to have um, potentially a higher milk price to be able to navigate through those difficult times with. Fonterra says while demand has increased at recent global dairy auctions, it's not clear whether the strong Chinese demand will be sustained and other key regions remain cautious in terms of Ford purchases. It's just under a week until Election Day and over the next five days we're catching up with the spokespeople from the top five political parties polling over 5% on what they plan to do for farmers if they become the next Minister of Agriculture. Kicking things off today is Labour's agricultural spokesperson Damien O'Connor. He says if elected, Labour would continue to ensure farmers have a profitable and sustainable future. Labour and government will continue to provide the leadership and so guidance uh, to ensure agriculture has a sustainable and profitable future. We will continue to do that and as we see more focus uh, on the environment, more focus on emissions, more focus on things like animal welfare and people management, we need to ensure that New Zealand has a reputation and lives up to it as being the best producer of the finest food and fibre in the world. When will farmers have to pay for their agriculture emissions on farm? Look, we've announced uh, in the last couple of months a program uh, that will have emissions calculated um, through one system um, by the end of 2024 and then farmers will be paying uh, a minimal fee towards a system by the end of 2025. That money will go back into research and development and assistance for farmers who might want to take up some of the technology that will be um, and is evolving from the research currently underway. The government has made pretty large investments into bolstering these industries. Can you tell me about some of that work there, please? Look, in Budget 2022, we put in a billion dollars, which went into a number of areas across agriculture, some of it into AgriZero, which is a joint venture with industry partners to work on technologies to reduce emissions, um, but also to help uh, farmers on farm with things like um, freshwater farm plans, integrated farm plans, and many other areas of assistance to make sure that you know we keep up with the evolving and, and ever increasing expectations on food producers across the globe.
Look, at the moment, we're MPI developing the single calculator from the 11 that are currently in existence, and so that should be available for farmers in 2024, um, and then moving to a price that will allow reinvestment back in the industry. Uh, the national government has said that they will pick for touch all of that until uh, – 2030. That would be a very sad day for agriculture, given that there are expectations from our biggest customers like Nestle, like Tesco, that they want to see us doing our part to try and reduce global emissions, including that from through production. We can do this. This offers an incredible opportunity for New Zealand and New Zealand farmers, uh, but we've got to you know, move on as quickly as we can. You know, there will be actions through the whole supply chain. Uh, that's why Fonterra are having their discussion on scope three emissions. Uh, the longer we leave this, the harder it gets to meet their expectations. And the risk is that we get shut out of some of those high-value market opportunities. Damien O'Connor from Labour. Tomorrow we'll speak to the agriculture spokesperson for the National Party. A quiet period in the forestry sector has been a blessing in disguise in the central North Island where a huge salvage operation is taking place. In February, Cyclone Gabriel caused huge damage to four large forests in the Taupo Turangi area. About 6,500 hectares of trees were blown over. New Zealand Forest Manager's General Manager John Hura says normally they have only eight crews working in these forests, but since the cyclone, 40 crews have been working hard to pick up 3.5 million cubic metres of wood. John Hura says so far one and a quarter million cubic metres have been harvested and they're aiming to complete the whole job by June next year. And just finally, New Zealand shearing sports season is now underway and in Waimati over the weekend, Southland shearer Leon Samuels took out the open shearing title. And in the Trans-Tasman blade shearing competition, New Zealand drew first blood with shearers Tony Dobbs and Alan Gemmell beating their Australian counterparts. The Australian leg of the series will be in South Australia at the end of next week. And Gisborne's Joel Henare won the Waimati wool handling title for the seventh time, taking his total individual open final wins to 133 since 2016. And that ends our rural news for today.